The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing your nation's public radio source for all news, information, and inspiration about real estate investing. And I have a very special guest today. As soon as my computer boots up and we can get his phone number to get him on the air, uh, we will be bringing you Frank McKinney, who is a five-time best-selling author of books such as Make It Big, Burst This, and The Tap. Frank is also the keynote speaker at the National New Market Strategy Summit coming up now in just two weeks in Columbus, Ohio. It's November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th, and there are 15 different speakers on all kinds of aspects of real estate investing from how to wholesale properties to how to be a hard money lender without your own money to how to pay off your rentals and negotiate owner financing and manage your rentals better. It's a great event, and you can get involved by going to wmkvfm.org. If you go about halfway down the homepage there, there's a uh, ah, computer's on. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, more information about the event and how you can come and pledge to public radio. And yes, for all you folks who have been sending me emails that say, hey, should I come out even if I can only come for Saturday and Sunday? The answer is absolutely yes. You'll be motivated and educated. And then there's the whole donation to WMKV thing, which is just a another uh, yeah, wonderful thing about coming to the National New Market Strategy Summit. The Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati has its uh, second meeting of the month of October tomorrow evening. Uh, the first meeting is uh, about copper theft and how to protect yourself against it and what's going on legislatively to try to um, mitigate the millions of dollars a year copper theft problem. Uh, the um, speaker is from the Cincinnati Police Department and uh, you will undoubtedly learn a lot about how to protect your own property from copper theft. And uh, then the main meeting is about how to avoid losing big money in rehab with a panel of renovators who uh, are going to talk about things like how to estimate the cost correctly before you buy, make the right offer, uh, buy in the right neighborhood if you're trying to retail, how to find contractors, suppliers, all of that sort of thing. That meeting is open to the public. You can get more information at CincinnatiRia.com or at 859-292-7342. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. It's uh, become a day of technical challenges all of a sudden, and uh, we are uh, waiting to get in touch with our guest, Frank McKinney, who is uh, ah, maybe going to be on the line right now, um, who is a very impressive fellow who builds luxury properties on the waterfront in Florida, and these are luxury spec homes, builds them and then sells them for $30 million. Plus, he's a uh, rather famous philanthropist. And uh, apparently, we do have Frank on the line now. Frank, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Welcome to Real Life Real Estate, Frank. Sorry, we're, we're having s- small technical problems here, which is uh, you know a live radio thing that... Um, doesn't happen to people, I guess, who uh, uh, pre-record their shows. <laughs> but uh, we're really, we're really glad to have you on. Um, I know that you are uh, going to be keynoting for us at the upcoming National New Strategy Summit. Uh, also, know that you are a fairly famous philanthropic capitalist and real estate artist, and five-time best-selling author of uh, a number of uh, books that we uh, mentioned earlier on in the program. And uh, Frank, I think the thing that I'd really like to talk to you this evening about this evening is uh, sort of your sort of your overall philosophy on uh, the real estate market and how people can succeed in it today. Because uh, I know you hear, as do we all, a lot of negativity right now about about the market and about me. Maybe I should wait until the market recovers and maybe I should maybe I should just just hold out and see what's going to happen and I know that that is not at all your view on what people should be doing right now. Sure. Let me set the backdrop by referencing that I've been in the real estate business as as a speculator, as a real estate opportunist for 25 years. Started in 1986 with a crack house, a fixer-upper in a pretty rough part of town down here in South Florida, a $50,000 house that we made the nicest little crack house on the block after we were done with it and sold it and made a $7,000 profit. For the first five years of my career, Vina, I didn't do a house worth more than $100,000. I spent a lot of time at the first-time homebuyer level. In 1991, we graduated to building uh, or renovating houses on the direct oceanfront in Palm Beach County. And since 91, 20 years ago, we've done 36 houses ranging in, and these are spec houses, by the way. These are not uh, houses for customers, kind of like the Field of Dreams, you know, build it and we hope they will come. And in our case, uh, we've done 36 of them ranging in price from $2 million to $50 million. And and so I, as you mentioned, I've written a few books, my most recent called Burst This. Frank McKinney's bubble-proof real estate strategies. And what I did is I went back and I studied six different real estate cycles, uh, dating back to the mid-'70s. I've been a part of four of those six. So I I think I'm pretty qualified, not only in the research that I did in going back to those six different real estate cycles, cycles meaning there is a down uh, market that peaks, and then there is another down market, and there's a flat line, and then it peaks. And there's Anyway, there's been six of them. And participating in all four of them and making money in all four of them, um, I, I I am qualified to talk about why perhaps this the the end of by the way the end of this most recent cycle that started back in 2007, um, and and typically the the downtrend lasts about three years, so we've gone a year longer than we typically and normally do. 
If you are a, a real estate investor or even a home buyer for that matter, somebody who wants to just buy their first home to put your head on the pillow, I contend that the the low hanging fruit days, uh, the the millionaire maker days, are are here upon us unlike any other time in those six cycles that I studied intensively dating back to the mid-70s. And what do I mean by low-hanging fruit days or millionaire maker days? We, we combine low interest rates, extremely historically low interest rates. As, as we know, the 30-year fixed mortgage dropped below 4% uh, for a few days last week, and it's hovering right around 4% now. That's insane. That's free money. <laughs> That's free money. It's, it, it, you won't see that again. Combine that with the fact that the banks have got to get these properties that they've taken back off their books based upon the government money, the bailout money that they've taken. They have to move that inventory. And so if you are a buyer, uh, not necessarily a seller, but right now it is a buyer's market, you will miss an opportunity if you blink. Meaning, I know you've been in the business a long time, and if, if you and I were talking four or five years ago, you know what we'd be talking about? We'd be talking how how it's such a seller's market right now and that there's no margins to be found in real estate and you know, I'm I'm fighting for every two or three thousand dollars in profit and I'm out you know, I'm being outbid by all my, my aunt, my uncle and you know, you can roll out of bed and make thirty grand on a on a flip. That that's the cycle I'm talking about. So it was tough to make money for four or five years ago. It's gonna be much easier now because rates, inventory and that fear factor that you reference. You know, Warren Buffett has a great saying, when everybody's afraid, it's time to be greedy, and when everybody's greedy, it's time to be afraid. So if you've got the, the fortitude to believe that, that, that this market is, is closer to the bottom today than it was a year ago, well, that's, that we know is true because we have history to show that it is, do you think that it's closer to the bottom today than it will be a year from now? Now, there you have to look into your crystal ball. Mine says, yes, that it is real estate values, as evidenced by all sorts of Case-Shiller Index studies. I don't want to bore you, but real estate values in the top 20 metro areas across the country are starting to tick back up. Now is the time to take advantage of the the, the, the depressed values in and around your area in, in Ohio because, Vina, we know – because we've been there, that they will be gone sooner than you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very, very true. And yet, I think we both know that the the logic of that and the 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 obviousness of the numbers. I mean, we're 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 in a market here in a lot of the Midwest where, at the prices at which you can buy property, it doesn't matter if they ever go up. I mean, the, the 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 income alone justifies the prices, but at the same time, this this fear factor, this 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 thing where uh, you know people uh, they see it, they they learn about it, they a lot of them have skills in place to deal with it, but just dipping the toe into the water, much less jumping off the cliff, is um, is just is just too frightening. Uh, what 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 does one what does one do to help somebody overcome what is inside their head as opposed to what is out there in reality? You, you know, when when I come up to see you on November fourth, and I, and I step up and and begin to to uh, address your attendees at eight thirty in the morning on November fourth, and, and we're going to talk for about an hour and a half. I'm going to spend most of my time 
uh, on the the psychological aspect of investing in real estate. There's going to be, like you said, uh, you know, 14 or 15 other speakers on the how-to, and you're going to learn a whole lot of ways to retail and wholesale and rehab and flip, and you know, there's a million ways to make money in real estate. None of them are going to work until you change your mindset. And and you are you are hitting the nail on the head when it comes to people. You know, I I scratch my head and wonder. I'm a risk taker, okay? So I have I have conditioned my risk tolerance. You know, I've I've exercised my risk tolerance like a muscle over the years. It's become stronger and it is now able to withstand greater pressure. I.e., going from a fifty thousand dollar fixer upper. By the way, that was I think the biggest risk I ever took because. You know, I had a nine-to-five job like everybody else. Nobody's born a real estate investor. I came out of the cubicle, out of the nine-to-five, and I started to invest in real estate. That was a huge risk. <laughs> and now people perceive them. You know, the, the twenty. We just sold the world's largest, most expensive uh, certified green home at twenty-three million dollars on speculation just a few months ago. They think that's a huge risk. You know, in my mind, I've exercised my risk tolerance. I've really, which is my fear muscle, if you will. I've exercised it over deal over deal to the point where now, listen, I do research, Vina, and I, 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 I'm not a fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants kind of guy. I don't let research bog me down. I don't over-research. I don't over-spreadsheet. I don't over-Google my life. You know, I, I do pull the trigger. But, but one thing I think people can find solace in, in, and this is where if you like anecdotal proof, if you like historical proof, the American dream has never been killed off. You know, you go back to to the mid '70s when we had an oil crisis, and and, and you know, if adjusted for inflation, still the price of gas back then was more expensive than we had have now. The American dream didn't die. How about some of the older folks listening who who uh, were were buying real estate in '79, '80, and '81 when they were paying you know between 14 and 18 percent interest rates for their mortgages? You know what? If you bought a house in '79. At, at whatever, so let's say 16%, and you sold it in 81 just to move up, not to be even a, a real estate investor, just to buy a bigger house because you had a, another baby. You made money. So the, the American, I can give you other examples in 87, you know, when the, we had between 87 and 91, when we had the SNL crisis, which, oh, by the way, was another banking crisis. M- many people forget that we've been through this banking crisis thing before in 89, 90, 91 through the SNL uh, debacle. The American dream was not killed off then. So, so for new investors, they think what they're seeing out there, what what is different, Vina, is the the uh, 603 television stations spewing out negativity, and and most of that is is has been directed towards real estate. So, so please go back. And, and read about the different cycles and read about what happens when we're about ready to come out the backside of one. And, and if you sit around, you see, real estate, in my, to my mind, is a blue-chip commodity, kind of like a Microsoft or a Google or an Apple stock. And maybe, my, let's use, let's use uh, Apple for an example, it has a bad quarter, and, and that stock gets chipped on by 10%. You know, it goes from 400 down to 350 or so. But that is a blue-chip stock, isn't it? And by, by way of, of, of recurring earnings, that stock will then start to climb back up again. I liken real estate to something like a Google stock. Real estate, you know, if you go back to the, to the last Great Depression in 1931, real estate had a 77-year run of property value appreciation across the country. 77 years in a row until 2008, that streak was broken. And it was broken again in 2009 and 2010. And now, as I mentioned, in 20 metros across the country, real estate values start to go up. 
So that little blip, to my mind, says, okay, if, if real estate was a stock, it had a bad couple quarters, had a bad, actually, uh, what, six, uh, 12 quarters, now it's going to make a turn for the better. If you're still afraid, Frank, and I can talk until you are blue in the face about why this is a great time to do this, if you're still afraid, my suggestion to you is to start and stay small. Don't think, you know, if I had a dime for every time somebody said, Frank, I want to do 50 houses this year, how do I do it? Or I want to build houses on the ocean or high-end homes like you, how do I do it? Forget that. I want you to focus on that first-time home buyer home, that American dream that you buy at 50 cents or less on the dollar through some of the programs I know that you offer, Vina, and some of the other speakers that are going to be there in November. Buy buy it using their systems, but buy just one. And buy it right, and, and, and buy it, you know, go out there and insult people with low offers until you get something where you know in real estate you make your money the day you buy. You don't make your money the day you sell, so you've got to buy that thing right. All the while, all the while, you are going to resist that temptation to, 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 to fall back into, you know, line with the minions who are going to be, allow fear to run their life. There's a chapter in Burst This, it's one of my favorite chapters, the third chapter, that's, that's called Why a PhD in Paradoxicology is Required. Now, paradoxicology is a made-up word. I made it up. It doesn't, doesn't exist. But to, to, to make money in, in almost any industry, you need to take a paradoxical approach to investment. So, listen, the time to get out of the business and never to see it, say you know, sayonara to it was in maybe 05 and 06 when things were topping out. Now is the time to realize we are at the bottom of this sixth cycle, and it's time to put your toe in the water in a very small way. If you're still afraid and you don't want to go big, that's great. I don't want you to go big. I want you to go small, buy something small, buy it right, renovate it right. You're going to be taught how to do that at your event, how to market it properly, and you'll be in either you flip it or, or sell it or move into it or you rent it. You will be handsomely rewarded a couple years from now. The, the days of flipping overnight and you know making money, uh, buying on a Tuesday, selling on a Friday, forget that. I don't want you to think that way. I want you to be a kind of a long-term investor. If you had to rent your property out before you put it on the market, like you said, you can buy property so cheap there. And rents are going up, by the way, so you can charge more to a renter who wants to buy your uh, rent your piece of property. You can just stay put, collect the rent, and when the time's right, if you want to flip it, put it on the market, cash out, move on to something bigger, you will do just fine. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vino Jones-Cox. My guest today is best-selling author Frank McKinney. And we're talking about, amongst other things, how to just get over it and get out into what you already know is a great market. We're also taking your calls in the greater Cincinnati area at 513-772-9658. You can call us toll-free from any place in the United States at 877-772-9658 or send questions via email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is real estate artist, philanthropist, daredevil, ultra-marathon runner. I mean, incredible uh, resume on this guy, uh, Frank McKinney. And we're talking about how to get out into the market, get out of your own little fear box that you have created and get into one of the best markets ever in the history of ever. Uh, and, and Frank, you mentioned that, you know, folks were buying 
buying properties in the 1979 uh, time frame when everybody was scared. Prices were going through the roof. Interest rates were incredibly high. A lot of housing was unaffordable. And that is when my own father made his fortune in real estate, was buying when no one else was buying because the deals out there were just absolutely incredible. And everyone thought he was an idiot. And 10 years later, everybody thought he was a genius. So uh, the folks right now who are calling our listeners crazy for even thinking about being in the real estate market are going to be singing a different song in a few years. Uh, Again, listeners, if you have questions for Frank, 772-9658 here in the greater Cincinnati area, you can also give us a call if you're listening on the web at 877-772-9658 or send an email to askvena at gmail.com that's a-s-k-v-e-n-a at gmail.com and frank we have a question here already uh, from jc out in las vegas uh, he says frank i have your most recent book burst this is that is that the most recent one burst this uh, and i really enjoyed it but deals still have to be funded it doesn't matter how good they are you've inspired confidence in me how do i inspire confidence to get the backing of partners and lenders okay well i mean i'd have to know the particulars of the deal that that he's looking at or looking to do and, and what the ltv is and so on and so forth but um if you what was the first name jc jc yes jc JC, if if you, I have a simple formula that that I apply to a market like yours in Las Vegas, uh, South Florida is another one, um, California, and Phoenix, Arizona. These were areas that got hammered by the correction in real estate values. You must not have more than fifty percent into the deal, meaning you add your acquisition basis, what it costs you to buy the opportunity, plus your improvement costs should not be more than 50% of aftermarket retail. For the rest of us, the rest of the, you listening in Ohio and other areas, you can push that number up to 65% because your, your, your areas are a little bit more stable than these, you know, where the A-bomb went off in these other four or five cities. So if, if you can go to your investor and you've told, you, you can prove that you're buying this and improving it, at, at right around, and don't quibble over a few percentage points. If it's 52 or 55 percent of aftermarket retail, don't walk away from the deal. You show them that you're able to do that, um, and assuming that you've got decent credit, mind you, banks have to be making loans. And, and so, if you if you don't have a, a lot of inventory right now, I'm assuming you don't, and you don't have a, a huge payment for for your own mortgage payment, why don't you just buy it and and, and move into it? You know, that's how I did my very first house on the ocean. My wife and I sold everything, and, and we we bought a, a house that was a little bit beyond our means and, and we moved into it renovated it with the with the intent to sell it and we got we I, I did leverage it uh got a loan put my head on the pillow for a few months and ended up selling the property making a, a nice uh, profit and then moving on to the next so i i think that if you're looking at uh, just finding one deal and going to I, I would try to go to your banks first go to the banks first with an ltv as I just referenced, you know, around 50%, they're out there in Vegas. Believe me, they're out there. Uh, you should be able to find funding. And and mind you, uh, it, it took me five, my fifth bank when I did my, my first big oceanfront deal. So I had four banks say no before I found the one that said yes. Be prepared to knock on a few doors. <laughs> yes, as always, persistence, very important. Um, 
Here's a question that came via email at askvina at gmail.com from Lynn in Hartford. She says, Frank, you make a great point about negativity in the press, but that's not my problem. My problem is negativity in my family. They are, oh, yeah. they are not on board with my attempts to get started in real estate investing, and it's been very, very hard for me to overcome this. Do you have any suggestions? I sure do. And it's funny that, that Lynn should bring this up because I feel as though I have been playing with when, when first this came out, and a lot of people read the book, run home to hubby or, or, uh, or your husband or wife and say, I'm excited and I want to get going. I'm, I'm you know, I'm playing more Dr. Phil, right? Isn't this question more for Dr. Phil than it is for Vina or Frank? It's true. Here's the answer, Lynn. I suggest that you take, I'm assuming when you say your family, it's not your kids. It's probably your husband or boyfriend or significant other that is not on board with this decision. What I would do is I would take him my book. If you don't have the book, I would take him to your local real estate investors association meeting club i know they have them up in she says she's from connecticut i know robin thompson got her start up there so there's good clubs in almost every city in the country that you can go to have him sit with you have him listen to the the passion that some of the presenters and maybe the host of these clubs have have him that the the problem with very promising real estate careers that i've seen ruined by um uh, a lack of conviction by one family member over the other's exuberance and passion is they weren't brought in at the very beginning when that passion started, that seed was planted. Hey, I want to get involved in real estate. I'm starting to get excited about real estate. They tend to, the, those who kept their spouses or significant others on the outside until it was time to, hey, I want to pull the trigger on this property. They weren't, they weren't led along led, L-E-A-D, led along the entire time. Make your husband, significant other, ex- get involved, get excited, get him to read what you're reading, you know, listen to what you're listening to right now, come to a real estate investment club meeting, you know, g- get in the car and drive over to the event in November, and listen to some, you can tune out who you want to tune out, but there's going to be something that's going to get through to your significant other that's going to say, okay, maybe it's when Frank said start and stay small. All right, honey, we got access to $50,000 by way of a down payment and and financing. Uh, That's the limit. So go out and find a house that you can fix up and sell that that we have got no more than 50 grand into it. All right, well, at least you've got some parameters, but you've got to involve him and make him being assumptive that it's him in the process from the very beginning. If you don't, you know, I know you've seen it because I have, and it breaks my heart. I've seen some very promising real estate careers either never get off the ground or be sidetracked, almost sabotaged by a significant other who felt like they weren't a part of the process from the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And checks are very convincing. I've, I've noticed many times that a, a spouse who's sort of eh about the, the real estate thing or even sometimes actively discouraging um, often turns around when you can show them a $20,000 profit check. So... Oh, for sure. I mean, you brought in, then, then the discussion's over, but to get them to allow you to pull the trigger for the first time, you know, you're going to need to some anecdotal proof that, that you can bring in that check, and it's going to take involving him now. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I have an email here at askvina at gmail.com. Hint, hint, listeners, that's your email as well to ask any questions of Frank McKinney, or you can call us at 772-9658 in the greater Cincinnati area or 877-772-9658 anywhere in the country. Um, here is a question uh, from Mike here in Cincinnati, much more... Uh, directly real estate related. He says, Frank, I'm not building multi-million dollar spec homes on the ocean because we don't have an ocean here in Cincinnati. Plus, it scares me. However, I would like to know how to project my properties as unique to the buyer. Does green construction work? Is there anything else that you would uh, suggest? Okay, that, you know, we, what do we have, you know, 15 minutes left in this call? This is a pretty long answer, Mike. Um, I would tell you that you, you need to establish your brand. You need to build the brand that is Mike. You know, when, when being introduced me as a real estate artist, that's something that, that we latched on to almost 20 years ago. And I do consider myself an artist, and I paint, uh, I create on the sun-dressed, sun-drenched canvas called the Atlantic Ocean. And it's not two-dimensional, it's three-dimensional. And you can live in the art that I build. And, and people, high net worth individuals, flock to the houses that we build, and we sell them no matter what the market is. Why? Because we've built a brand that, that can support, you know, selling a $20 million greenhouse. What What I've found is... First of all, let's back up. No, you don't have an ocean front, but you do have you do have neighborhoods. Every city, big and small, has higher net worth uh, uh, congregate in a higher net worth uh, neighborhood. So I'm sure in Cincinnati there is one, and you maybe you're not ready to jump into that yet. And I don't I don't advocate that you just you know jump into that. I don't know what your history is, but it shouldn't matter the price point that you're dealing in, Mike. I always took the artist approach even to those first fifty and $100,000 homes. You know, I put three coats of paint on instead of two. I put uh, $12 a yard carpet in instead of eight. You know, I put a new roof on instead of just patching it with bull tar. I, I bought a new mailbox instead of standing up the old one. I put grass sod down instead of just sprinkling the yard with grass seed and hoping it would grow. And you know what? People were really happy to buy a piece of Frank McKinney's representation of, of the American dream in, in the first five years of my career, those first-time homebuyer houses. Now, there's a whole chapter in the burst, this book that talks about, I think, the, the next killer app in real estate is the, the greening of America. Uh, you know what a killer app is on, on your new iPhone and on your new iPad and so on and so forth. Real estate's long overdue for a killer app. And, and, and matter of fact, the last killer app kind of almost killed the market with these esoteric mortgage products. So I'm glad that kind of killer app's gone. The positive one is the greening of America. And I'll tell you, if it wasn't for us deciding to take the risk to build a $23 million uh, oceanfront home that, that was triple certified green, you can go to my website. It's just my name, frank-mckinney.com. You can take a tour of that house that we just sold. If it wasn't for us going green, I don't think in this, this really brutal market down here in South Florida that we would have sold it. And it also will delineate and di- uh, differentiate your product over your competitors. So that that's the short answer. I hope that you come out on November 4th to get the longer answer. And, you know, if you can't do either, get the book and read the chapter that talks about the greening of America from a residential standpoint. 
Wonderful. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My guest today is Frank McKinney. You've probably seen his books, Burst This, The Tap, and others on Amazon.com. You can actually order them by going to wmkvfm.org and clicking the Amazon link if you'd like to read up more. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will answer more questions at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today, Frank McKinney, multiple best-selling author, builder of incredible luxury homes, uh, builder of entire villages in Haiti, keynote speaker at the National New Market Strategies Summit. That's November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. If you haven't signed up, what's up? Go to wmkvfm.org and get more information about that is the best place you can possibly be on November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, Question here from Tom in Youngstown, Ohio. He says, I've done lots of successful small deals, but today I'm being offered big deals, packages, and commercial deals that scare me despite the huge potential. When and how do I stop being small and leap beyond my comfort zone? If you, um, first name again? Tom. Tom, if you have read Malcolm Gladwell, he wrote a book called The Tipping Point. He wrote another book called Blink, another book called Outliers. In Blink, um, Gladwell says to be an expert at anything one must apply themselves for 10,000 hours. So I'll save you from doing the math. That's five years full-time if you want to be an expert at anything. And I I didn't read that book until a couple, last, not this summer, two summers ago. And I look back and I said, wow, you know, from 1986 to 1991, it's five years. I didn't do a house worth more than $100,000. And I did hundreds of them. I got really good at the craft Forget the zeros. I got really good at buying right. I got really good at renovating right. I got extremely good at marketing right, closing the deals. And so after I had gained that confidence by, it sounds like you have, you've done smaller deals, I then found it very easy to add a simple zero to my acquisition. And that's exactly what it was. I wasn't paying more than 75 grand for houses back then. And I moved to the oceanfront in 91. I paid $750,000 for that opportunity. There was no in-between. There was no $300,000 house or four. It went from one hundred to a $2 million uh, opportunity. Buy it for seven fifty, put three fifty into a two fifty into it, have a million into the deal, put it on the market for $2 million. That's exactly what we did. So my suggestion to you is, have, or my question to you is, have you done enough um, hopefully 10,000 hours worth. I like that number. I like the five-year apl- application on the smaller deals. I- if you haven't, you need to spend a little bit more time. If you have and you feel you're ready, then what did I say earlier? Start with that one small deal. It sounds like you're being presented a lot. Uh, I don't like the, the you're being presented with commercial and blah, blah. You know, you can't do both. So pick residential, pick commercial, Pick single family, pick multifamily, and then you know carve your niche a little deeper and wider than most by staying and specializing there. I made my entire career in a in a thirty mile radius from where I live 
all my deals have been done in Palm Beach County, except for a couple in Indiana that I did with my brother. So I, I think it sounds to me like if, if you put in that time and you've become the expert at the lower price point, it's time to say yes to one of those opportunities that comes your way, assuming that you know the acquisition plus improvement basis doesn't exceed in, in your market there uh, 65%. Mm-hmm. of aftermarket retail. Okay, uh, Frank, we're, we're running out of time, but we have a very interesting question here that I, th- I think is important to get to. This is from Janie in Cincinnati. She says, I normally would not ask this kind of question to somebody on a radio show, but I'm hoping maybe you can help. I'm a great planner. I plan and plan and plan, and I make detailed lists of things to do. I just don't follow through. I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, and I'm successful at my job, but I just don't seem to have the self-awareness to understand why I am doing this to myself in the real estate business. Hmm. Okay. So you're you're not, uh, Janie, you're not unusual. You, you, um, here's what might happen you, and I find it happening to a lot of individuals in life and in, in business, um, in real estate as well. Be- since the advent of the ease with which we can gather information uh, when we're studying something, you know, you, let me go back to we, we were, none of us are born real estate investors. We want to be real estate investors, so we come to events like the one Bean is having in November. Or we get online and we research, even if we should come to an event like Venus having in November. The the problem comes in where you have to understand that, that, that you are not afraid of the unknown, as you've been told your whole life you are afraid of the unknown. What you're afraid of, and this is taking a, book, a, a, a quote out of a, a famous philosopher's book that I love to read, Anthony DeMello. Anthony DeMello says, we can't be afraid of something we don't know. What we're afraid of is leaving the known. You are afraid of leaving the comfort zone. And when you think about leaving your 9 to 5, your cubicle, whatever that represents, your comfort zone, the first thing you're going to do is research, and you're going to plan. The problem is, with the, with the abundance of information out there, most of us over-research, over-plan, over-Google, over-spreadsheet, to the point where your subconscious mind when you're doing all your research and planning, you're looking, for, you're subconsciously, subliminally looking for a reason to say, no, I shouldn't invest in real estate. No, I shouldn't go to Vena's event in November. And you know what? If you look hard enough, you'll find a reason why not to. What I find is I, yeah, I do my research, but I go in there already knowing that I, I'm looking for a reason to say yes. And I don't, and I know going into my research, I'll find plenty of reasons that I shouldn't do it. But when I step back from all of that Googling, I go back to that intuition, that initial feeling that caused me to push that search button in the first place, which was I want to do this. So if you're over planning and over scheduling and, and you're not able to get out of your own way, maybe you should a, realize you're maybe looking for a reason to say no when you're researching something. And take less off. Take take some items off of your plan. Take some items off of your to-do list. You know, start with just one. Clean out your car. Go, go you know, go go clean out the, the bathroom. Something very small that you can get a nice little victory behind you, so you can move on and feel like you've accomplished something. We'll we'll get into more detail. I hope you come out and see us in November. Thank you so much, Frank. We are unfortunately out of time, but as Frank said, the National New Market Strategy Summit coming up November third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, Columbus, Ohio. 
open to everybody. Just go to wmkvfm.org to find out more, to register, and to see Frank McKinney in his Friday morning keynote presentation. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.